at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Rational thoughts. My favorite topic, and that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about something much more important. Uh, welcome to the show today. My host, uh, I'm the host, Doug Crow from the Authia Brand Show. Our guest today, oh my gosh, she's got a resume a mile long, so I'm going to either talk fast, abbreviate it, or both. Uh, she's one of the top coaches to follow in 2022, according to Wealth Insider Magazine. She's been featured in Forbes, Business Success, and she's a certified global life, love, trauma recovery, and mindset coach. She's got advanced certifications in clinical trauma and addictions, uh, number one best-selling author. She's got her own podcast called Life and Love. She's an educational speaker, licensed mental health counselor for over 23 years in beautiful Palm Beach, Florida. So I uh, bring it to the show today. What's your name? It is Rihanna hey. Milne. How are you? Good. Hi, Doug. Hi, everyone. Nice oh to be gosh. here. Great, great to have you on. So Thank before you. we get started, we want to give people a reason why they should stick around. Brianna, so why should they listen to us today? You're going to find the real reason why so many people struggle in life and love. And it's not what you think it is. And the worst way to fall in love is by chemistry. Ooh, I love this one. Okay, we're going to get that in a minute. Before we do, I want to hear about your background a bit. How did you get involved in this business? Oh, boy. Well, when I was 16 years old, unfortunately, my very dear best friend was killed by a drunk driver. Hmm. And I had asked to go to counseling to help handle my grief. And my mother said, no one in this family will ever go to a counselor. And in my defiance, I grew up and I said, well, then I will become one. So that wow. was my mission at 16. And my healing came from reading the masters. Yeah. Uh, Deepak Chopra, the Dalai Lama, Marion Williamson, uh, Tony Robbins. And so I learned mindset and spirituality very young. And mm -hmm. I started teaching that, which I then called the mindset for success. So I've been coaching mindset for success for 40 years. Wow. 40 <laughs> years. Oh, she got started when she was two years old, folks. That's amazing. That's it. That's it. Good for you. That's terrific. So it's been in your life and your blood, your whole history. And now you've authored, you said 10 books. Yeah, some ebooks, but you know, my number one bestsellers, Love Beyond Your Dreams. It's this uh -huh. one, 400 pages, Break yeah. Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve. Yeah. And that's actually called a sister book. It's meant to go with this one, Live Beyond Your Dreams from uh -huh. Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success. This is all about the mindset for success. And you can't uh -huh. have one without the other. You hmm. cannot have an emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious relationship without the mindset and first your self-love, confidence, and living a conscious life. Yeah. So they're very much go together. Mm -hmm. Terrific. Um, the links for those books will be down in the show notes here below. So just go below to get those books, of course. So I want to hear stories. I'm a big storyteller, of course. I want to hear about some of your, obviously no names on this, but give me an example of like one of your most beautiful success stories of coaching an individual or a couple. Oh, gosh. That's a good question. I know you got a lot. That's a big question, Doug. Um, you know, I coach ages 16 to 76. So I'll start with my oldest client that walked in the door. Uh, Bob, you know, his fourth wife was divorcing him. It was the fourth time. And they've all given me permission to share their stories yeah. because our mission is to help to change the way the world loves. So once my clients are trained, I love being a part of the messaging. Nice. So, uh, you know, he's there, my life is over. I'm too old to find love. Who's going to love me? And I said, nope, that's not true. You can think that way and stay in your fear-based negative thinking 
or we're going to get to the root of the real issues, uh-huh. solve those and get you back out there with the real dating skills that nobody ever taught you yeah. how to have emotionally healthy love. So he's now happily with his girlfriend of six years. Every time they go on a cruise on white night, they send me their pictures. Nice. So it's really awesome. And he's my oldest. But I do work with uh, singles and couples and straight and LGBTQ individuals. Um, And the first most important part is healing childhood trauma first. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the big secret we gave away uh, in the show here. That's the number one all-encompassing foundational element for the challenges that people face in relationships is that childhood trauma, huh? That's true. Um, The research shows that it goes through at least three generations. When I was doing my research, they said 90% of people could identify the top 10 traumas that I have on my childhood trauma checklist. But as of 2021, the research now says 100% of us can identify that we've had childhood trauma. And the problem is with this is if this is not healed, we are taking these behavioral norms and what we were taught in our family element, whether it was right or wrong, into these relationships and they you know and then there's filled of rage or blame and why aren't you doing it this way because this is the way i always did it you know these kinds of patterns that just don't serve us in a healthy relationship you know before the show started you said it was funny because not everybody thinks they have it but you said everybody does yes so how do you uncover that someone says oh i'm fine what kind of questions do you ask to get them to have that percolate up Well, in my life and love transformation discovery session, I give them six simple assessments. It's just check sheets. It's really easy. But the key tool I use is the one I developed called the childhood trauma checklist. So there's 10 identified traumas. They check off what they are. Then I have a questioning process that actually bridges what they went through as a young person. And it's never our fault. It's not about blaming our parents either. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's just the what behavioral norms that we go through and where are they uh-huh. struggling in life, love and business today. And uh-huh. then I make the correlations and then we start working together to heal this. Wow. I'm not sure if you I'm hopefully maybe you've memorized it. But can you give me either a part or the, the 10? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, OK, so this you go through is slowly because I'm going to self-diagnose myself without. You know, yeah, yes. write them down, Doug. You should. OK, you ready? Go. Here we go. <laughs> Fire away. All right. So I just want to preface it. Remember, childhood yeah. trauma is not your fault. And yeah. um, it's not about blame or shame. So yeah. this is a part of your life. Your childhood in your home might have been perfect, but you might have been bullied at school every day. So this is your childhood experiences in general. Right. So the first was, did you grow up with any addiction around the home? Drugs, alcohol, sex, meaning you knew your parent was a cheater. Porn, gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, addicted to social media, being on your machines all the time. Those are some of the addictions that I name. Does chocolate count? What's that? Does chocolate count? That's a good one, too. Talking to someone who's having a chocolate factory, by the way. The addiction addiction was, I don't know how you define it, but there's a lot of chocolate. Okay, go ahead. I've always loved chocolate. Okay. Second one is verbal messaging. What did you hear or not hear when you grew up? Did you hear the words, I love you? Did Uh you get compliments or did you hear verbal put downs or that's not Uh good enough? Okay. You tried your best, but it's still not good enough. Uh Um, In my cohort of the baby boomers, most of us did not hear the words, I love you. Uh, Very interesting. And then how did you watch Uh your parents work through an issue? Was there a lot of yelling and screaming? 
So then you might tend to be a yeller yourself when you're upset. Okay. So those are the norms we're talking about. Mm -hmm. All right. Number three is emotional abuse or neglect. Mm. Number four is any physical abuse, hitting, rape, or molestation. Mm -hmm. Again, inside or outside of the home. The next one is abandonment. And I named two types, fault and no fault. So a no fault abandonment is if your parent happened to die early. Mm -hmm. or if they had to go away overseas to serve their country in war, or they traveled a lot for business, but that's Mm -hmm. how they supported their family. So that's why we call it no fault. A fault abandonment would never be involved with your child's life or while the couple was together, they were involved, but then they, when they broke up, they rarely saw the child Mm -hmm. or even physically being in the home, but not emotionally connected to your kids. You didn't go to their shows or their plays or what, you know, their sporting events. Those kind of things. Okay. All right. The next one is if you're part of foster care, Mm -hmm. adopted, or had to go live in another person's home because your parents couldn't keep you in theirs. Trauma seven is the one most people can identify with. We call that personal trauma. So if you Mm -hmm. remember feeling different for any reason, you might have been teased because you were a chubby child or skinny and gawky and called a nerd or the only African-American in all Caucasian school or coming out as a gay or lesbian teen Mm -hmm. and your parents or your peers didn't accept you. So there's so many reasons why you felt different or didn't feel good enough. The next one is around siblings, sibling trauma. This is number eight. So your sibling could have been perceived as the golden child. They more more handsome or beautiful or the star athlete or the better student. And you Uh heard, why can't you get grades like your older sister? You know, those kinds of things. Uh, It could have been your sibling bullied you or they were born with a medical condition, which then commanded more of mom's and dad's time, which took that away from you. Okay. Trauma nine actually has two categories. It's actually trauma 11. There are more than 10 traumas. Trauma 11, when I made this list, was not very prevalent. And this was called community trauma. This is now the busiest one. This is our mass shootings, our school shootings, COVID. Okay, it impacted our whole world. It impacted all our community. Everyone got that one, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, the, the Mother Nature events are floods, fires, hurricanes that are happening, sure. you know, more ferociously as the years go on. Right. Then the other category in nine is family. So mm-hmm. if you were part in the U.S., the family trauma could be moving every two to four years if you're in mm-hmm. the military. And then you're the new kid in school all the time yeah. where you grew up with a lot of lack messages. We don't have money for food or we can't pay the electric oh, bill oh, wow. or yeah. you grew up in a dangerous neighborhood. You know, so there's a lot around family and a lot around community. Yeah. And then number 10 is mental health issues and mom or dad. Now, for the older folks here, we were not seeing our parents go to therapy. So we kind of have to guess. Right. If one of them had bipolar, which is manic depressive or borderline personality, which is I describe as very erratic moods when they're good, they can be great when they're Mm -hmm. bad they're horrid and you never know what you're going to get, leaving a kid in a very anxious state. So those are the top 10 traumas that I define. Now, the word trauma instantly in my mind is like something Mm -hmm. pretty severe, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure based on the list or some different grades of this stuff, right? Where it's mild. Yes, I, I do then severity levels, Doug, from one yeah. to 10. So some yeah. kid remembers I got beat once because I stole gum from a store. 
That was pretty bad, but it's maybe a two or three on the scale from one to 10. If you got beat every other day, that's Uh a nine or a 10, right? Right. Yeah. And what we call big T trauma would be, for example, being in a car accident and losing a limb, you know, or experiencing a rape. Yes, those are big traumas that people can easily identify. But little T traumas are just as impactful on the brain and the body. And those are those you know, constant emotional upsets that children go through and they can't navigate like a kid that's bullied every day at school. You know, I worked in the schools. I worked with the kids that were bullied or coming from traumatic homes. They Uh can't learn. I have a map here with seven areas in life that trauma impacts people when it's not Mm -hmm. healed. So in our children, it impacts them cognitively. They can't learn when, when cortisol is up memory and learning is down. So I was doing woo woo stuff like meditation in the, on the office and doing music therapy. They're like, Miss Rihanna, put Mr. Louie McGall on, you know, it's like Mr. Louie, Mr. Louie day. Yes. we need Uh You know, so that music calmed their soul and they went back like Zen, you know? So I was doing all these things to help ease the trauma on the brain and the body, but it also, you know, the Kaiser Permanente study, uh, had set over 17,000 people that mm. they found it really impacted their health, early heart disease, wow. early death, cardiovascular disease, eating disorders, um, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, uh, chronic fatigue, which is Epstein-Barr virus. And then again, on the emotions and relationships, there's attachment problems, poor mm. understanding of social interactions, problems in your romantic relationships. So when I opened and said, chemistry is one of the worst ways to fall in love. What is that exactly? Okay, well, chemistry is our phenylalanine running around in our brain and we get all Mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, he's hot kind of feelings. We we like, but the issue is the brain likes normalcy. It likes what it knows. So the, the person that tends to be a little bit more toxic, the toxicity of their personality comes out in months four to nine. So the first 90 days are very romantic and very passionate. And, and then things start coming out. Oh, he drinks too much or he gets mad yeah. when he drinks. Well, he was like good the first few months because mm-hmm. that's what people with drinking problems do. They don't yeah. show you that right up front. Right. Um, but if you had the alcoholic father that was angry and you, you sense the charm and you know the homeostasis, the brain will take you back to that what it knows. Yeah. That's chemistry, but it can't decipher between good and bad. It's right. just, it's, okay, I know this. I like this. This makes me attracted. So the problem is if we don't heal the childhood trauma and you understand what happened and what the, the norms were and break the unhealthy ones and learn yeah. what is emotionally healthy and conscious, making you an evolved person, meaning your very healthiest self, Mm-hmm. That's when relationships work, when we have two emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious people. And this can be obviously can be healed cognitively. You can do this by thinking about it and fixing it, right? It's not like you have to go hypnosis, whatnot, or? I don't use hypnosis. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a CCTP advanced, which is certified clinical trauma professional. Mm-hmm. So in all my trauma studies, it says it takes about six months to break the subconscious norms, okay. behavioral patterns, ways of thinking and being. Right. It's a, it's a, I call it going over the rainbow. 
So um, it's that. the learning curve is there. Yeah. But I'm watching my clients every step of the way. But once they get it, it becomes their new normal. And wow. then that's where the pot of gold is. You know, they they look wow. at everything differently. They're living in peace and calm and wow. kindness and this bliss instead of this negative fear-based thinking, which we call the dark side of living. That's right. They're living in the light. Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, because you read the list, I, I'm you know I'm getting a little bit sad, depressed with the whole thing. So I'm glad we ended on a positive <laughs> note. Positive note there. Um, <laughs> so I love the story of the, um, the the senior guy. What about like the most challenging client you've had? Again, no names if you don't have to, but the most challenging one where they had maybe major, maybe it was maybe minor trauma. I don't know what, how that relates in terms of yeah. Minor, but well, remember, I, I have this is a mental health issue too, yeah. right? I'm a licensed mental health counselor as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not to be taken lightly. People are emotionally wounded. Yeah. So yeah. it's growing up. I find a lot of offspring from the survivors of the Holocaust oh, are my. very difficult to work with. They've grown up with very critical, demanding families, demanding perfectionism, oh. critical if they don't look a certain way or act a certain way or aren't married by 22 and nothing is good enough, right? These, anyone huh. growing up in a very a critical perfectionistic household um, where they were yelled at or screamed at a lot. So the more wounds there are, you know, my work is more challenging, right. but I understand that and I understand where they are. So, you know, I have a very loving, calm and kind approach to this because I get yeah. it. You yeah. know, um, I didn't even under, I have a triple masters in psychology. We didn't hear once childhood trauma. Okay. Really? hear about wow. love trauma. No. And I graduated in year 2000. Okay. And opened up my private practice. It wasn't until yeah. I went through a second love trauma myself. And I'm like, why am I attracting people like this? Cause I'm really a nice person. Good looking. Come on. The whole package here. Come um, on, yeah. I don't yeah. get it. You know? So yeah. I went to seven therapist friends. They didn't have the answers because we don't learn this. So it was my own research. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I have to take right. it to the world. So that's when I developed the checklist and used it on my clients and started seeing how this really improved mm -hmm. them up in New Jersey, you know, and I keep handing them worksheets. It's like, oh, Rihanna, you got to put this into a book one day. Yeah. So I have like a 150 page workbook that my clients use now. Uh -huh. um, but it was exciting to uncover it because now we really have the answer to what is emotionally healthy. And, you know, what is the staying powers? And if you're curious, I can go in what does make, you know, the five. Oh, yeah. We're going way over 20 minutes. This is a great topic. Give it up. Yeah, I want to I want to hear more. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. This is from page 294. This is just okay. one page of information on love beyond your dreams that has over like 300 sources cut into it from research. Okay. So what is the emotionally healthy relationship? It starts with five Fs. One is solid foundation. So you trust who you are. Like we've we've healed all those wounds. You've got good self-esteem and good confidence and really loving who you are. And they do as well. And both of you have the same moral values and outlook on life. That is foundation. Yeah. Number two is flexibility. So you're both open-minded. You're caring. You're easygoing. You can emotionally talk through issues. There's no yelling or screaming ever unless someone's in harm's way. Yep. And you don't force yourself upon someone. You don't say, I'm getting vaxxed, so you need to get vaxxed. Or I'm yeah. voting for this president. You have to, too. No, there's no control. It's yeah. just total open mindedness and what we call agape love, like unconditional love. love. Okay, the next one is fidelity, honesty, loyalty, and integrity. 
And integrity, I, decide, I describe as doing the right things when nobody's looking, like you That's really right. trust your partner. The next one is fun. You have a lot of common interests, hobbies, shared things, wow. a vision for the life that you want to have together. So lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. I know that I am not a snow skier, so I don't want to date anyone that likes snow skiing. I wouldn't be happy with that. They better sure. love beaches and cruises, right? So, and Florida. Um, so those are the things. And then uh -huh. intimacy should be balanced of love and deep friendship and shown on a daily basis. Yep. You know, kindness is on a daily basis, hand holding, kisses, hello and goodbye. Um, the ability to compromise, negotiate through your issues, yes. be able yeah. to talk it through without blame and being able to extend forgiveness and understanding. Yeah. Two balanced individuals, and I talk about balanced triangles a lot in the book, but it's mind, body, spirit. You know, are you healthy in your mind? Are you growing and learning constantly? Mm -hmm. um, what is your spirituality? And believe it or not, one of the top things that keeps people together, relationships yeah. sustainable over time, was spirituality. Wow. So practicing spiritual concepts 24-7, I'm not talking yeah. religion. Yep, I got you. you have to go to a one hour service once a week. No, right. spiritual is who you are 24 7. I so, love it. I got to make sure you put that in the, in the show notes and run it past my wife. I think we're solid on those. I got to get her awesome. opinion on it. But yeah, okay. Good. good. That's great. That's great <laughs> stuff. Wow. So, so valuable information here. Um, what about the, the last question I have is just in terms of the, the hardest case you ever had? I really want to give people a sense of like, no matter what they've got, you can, you know, it might take longer than normal, but what was the. Yeah. Know? It's usually somebody saying yes to themselves. Then no. Yes. I want to do this. No, I don't. Yes, I do. No, I don't. They know they need it and they're afraid to say yes, but this is yeah. part of the fear-based negative thinking. Right. They're afraid. This is where childhood impact impacts them in business. Like they won't mm -hmm. invest to grow their business. Right. You know, it's like, well, what if it doesn't work for me? So I don't want to do it. You know? So mm -hmm. it's, once I get them in the door, they're fine. Yeah. Um, I, I know I do trauma healing right away first. And then part mm -hmm. two is teaching them emotionally healthy relationships and then sustainability over time. But if we don't heal that trauma, I don't care what dating tips they're learning. They're not right. going to sustain the relationships. Yep. So until this piece is healed and, and done for them, I don't even send them out the door for dating. Or if it's a couple... Partner A has to understand the trauma of partner B. Then I have yeah. to teach him a whole new communication style with more love, empathy, and friendship yeah. because they now they understand the wounds of the other person. Yeah. And they're now becoming more best friends and talking through an issue with more kindness. Yeah. Right? So it's a whole different way that nobody taught us these skills. Wow. It's a shame. This should be in high school, you know, it's, and everything. Yeah, it, right away, right? <laughs> Fundamental stuff to make you a better person. It's it's so valuable. Exactly. Yeah. But it's not. And then, you know, people are suffering relationship after relationship. And it's like, right. I'll get it right next time. And then the same thing happens. And it's like, all right, what am I doing wrong? I don't get it. So yeah. one of my quotes is, you can't change what you don't know or understand. So once they understand the childhood trauma right. and say, yeah, I did have this. So this is impacting me because of that. For example, yeah. jealousy and control that mm -hmm. comes from trauma seven and trauma two, not feeling good enough and healing, hearing the verbal messages that were put down. You're not good enough. Do better, you mm -hmm. know, or people pleasing is a big one. Women have. 
You know, yeah. if they had that difficult parent, well, if I'm the good little girl and I do everything to please them, he'll love right. me. Yeah. And then they come in, it's like I do everything for my yeah. husband and my kids. They do nothing for me and I'm burnt mm -hmm. out and exhausted and angry. Rightfully so. She's resentful. Right. But the people pleasing didn't work for them. But that's what she's used to doing to show love. Right. Yeah. Well, there's also perfectionism and the abandonment issue leads to codependency. Yeah. You know, a lot of addictions come in from this. Impulsivity comes from this. So oh, there's yeah. a lot of things to heal. Right. And then, then learn about yeah. the emotionally healthy relationship. I think that's so valuable because I know as I'm doing a, a book for another relationship person, we talk about the data on first versus second marriages. And you know this, that the second marriage yeah. have a higher failure rate because they didn't fix the issue. It's inside them. It's not the couple. It's you. But, you know. That's right. They think if they find a different partner, then I'll be happy. No, let's yeah. fix you first. Right. Then the partner you select will be totally different from chemistry. Yeah. It's, it's um, breaking that norm. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating stuff. I really love this. What about um, trauma after childhood? Is that also um, resurface again in what you do when you work with people? Yeah, that's what we call love trauma. So okay. that other example, you know, I have a lot of women in 18, 20, 23 year relationships. They finally yeah. get out of them. They were verbally abused, emotionally abused. They yeah. kept in it for the child. And they're like, right. I lost myself. I don't right. know who I am. I don't know what I want. I don't have any purpose in life. Yeah. So that is a big part of the healing from the right. love trauma. You yeah. know, they were overdoing for the partner trying to save the relationship. Because mm -hmm. that's as women's what we're socialized to do, fix it, fix it. And it just wasn't. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's just a new education from the beginning and yep. healing the past. So, yeah, love trauma is real. And they're afraid to go back out there, especially if they were emotionally battered. Like, yeah. oh, I know this is going to happen again. I'm not sure. Well, yeah. they know exactly what to do and who is a good partner in date one or two. Mm -hmm. There's 24 questions they have to ask. Do you want to know one of those? Give we me could go all day. I'm warning you. We, I, I would love to. But, you know, we'll come back and do a second uh, a second interview for sure. <laughs> Give me three of the top 20, though. I'd like to hear the three three of them. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one. Okay. So you're just having a conversation. It does not sound like you're interviewing the person. If there's someone in our age categories, you'd say, so tell me about your mom and dad. Are they still living? Oh. Are they here in Florida? You yeah. know, it's a conversation. Sure. And maybe one, oh, my dad died. And I said, oh, you know, what was he like? Oh, he was a horrible alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. Did that ever get settled? Well, yeah. You know, he finally, he was angry. He was a horrible father until 13. He finally fix this. And then he took me yeah. camping and fishing and we healed that. I'm like, that's great. So that healed. How yeah. about your mom? Oh, she's in an old folks home. If I never had to visit her again, I wouldn't. She's such a blah, 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 you know? So this is what we would call a mother hater. And if yeah. someone does not love or respect their mother, they're not really going to truly love or respect yeah. their woman. Yeah. Um, so these are the types of people, the top personalities that can break your heart. That's in the yeah. first part, part of this book. What right. is a mostly healthy relationship is the last part of the book. The dating in between to be able to identify it using all the yeah. questions, that's in the middle. So oh it's stock full of uh, information. Yeah. Wow. We do want to have you back on. This is so much valuable information here. So I hope we can do that in the next month or two. I'd love to have you back. We'll talk about the mindset stuff because I'm, I love this. I love this topic so much. So um, the, the book titles are in the show notes. If you want to give us a last piece of wisdom or a link or something, now's your chance to go ahead and uh, 
Sure, sure. Well, the books again are Live and Love Beyond Your Dreams. And you can get the first 60 pages downloaded for free, Mm -hmm. along with the four free love tests and a free ebook on how to have the love you deserve, all at my website, riannamilne.com. And my podcast is called Lessons in Life and Love Mm -hmm. with Coach Rihanna Milne. There's 115 shows and 250 recordings on my Uh, YouTube channel. So help yourself to those recordings. And if you need help, reach out to chat with me. I'd be glad to help you. Rihanna, it is a sincere pleasure to chat with you today. I can't wait to have more discussions with you. Likewise, Doug. Thank you so much. much. Uh, That concludes the show today. Wow, what a powerful information. Please check those show notes out. Um, Get her free 60 pages and free eBooks. And if you're in dire need, contact them. She knows what she's talking about. Uh, That concludes the show for today. You're going to want to take notes on the Author Brand Show. If you didn't, They're right below. So check them out and have a good one.